mercy and grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan, Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 327 of There's No Place I Tear, a Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace. And today we are watching Stargate Universe. Yes. <laughs> Season one. Yep. Episode nine. Uh-huh. Life. Yeah. This is my dumb AKA because the reference is wrong, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's fine. Go with it. Today is the worst day of the rest <laughs> of our lives. Because <laughs> we're pulling the little fake pop punk vibe. Yeah, we are. That is actually a song. It's from a song from Green Day. I have the lyrics wrong. Yeah. He says the first day of the rest of our lives. It's fine. But I like the worst day of the rest of our lives. I knew where you were going. Yeah. Uh, the song's called Church on Sunday. It's off of Nimrod if anybody wants to find it. It's a good uh, song. <laughs> I actually know the Green Day. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, there's a little, there's a little punk, punk action at the beginning of everything. There is. Uh, but before we get into that, how was your week? Uh, good. Uh, it's better than my AKA. Mine was dumb. That's just the one that proves our scientists didn't do their homework, which I'll get to because it's Ooh. a dumb AKA because it has to be explained. No, this is good. This is like... This is like one of those Halloween costumes where people have to ask you what it is. Yeah. Where people think that makes it a bad costume. I think it makes it a great costume because okay. one, it like signals, it's a litmus test. It is. And it tells you who like the super cool people are. But even still, the people who are brave enough to be like, what's your costume? Then you get to have a conversation. Because I'm pretty sure they didn't even explain the main reason why we know Rush was lying. So we'll get to it. That's absolutely true. They did not do that for us. We'll get to it. Um, this week, what did I do this week? It's been a fucking hell of a week. I, I dreamed about owning the new Lego set of Rivendell, which I've I probably about you. won't because it's $500, but it's so pretty. <sighs> I, I want it so badly. I say do it. Look, I have spent without <laughs> blinking an eyeball I know. $200 on more than two sets of Legos in our house that I didn't even build. In fact, yeah. one, two, three, four sets, one isn't even built yet. Yeah. I mean, listen, we have over $500 of sets of Lego sets in our house. Uh-huh. We are Lego fans, but I I haven't I haven't had the wherewithal inside me to pull a trigger in a $500 set before or that expensive set. But none but of them are Rivendell. It's Rivendell. And I don't, here's the thing. It's so big that I don't even know if I've had a displays place for it. Well, here's what I would say. And I'm going to be, I'm being the devil on your yeah. shoulder. It's going to sell out. Even if you I can't know. build it right now, I know. you it's could so, save it, build it for your 40th birthday. It's so pretty. I'm saying. Have you seen the pictures? Yeah. It's so pretty. It is exactly a thing that a Nixie needs to own. It's really Look, pretty. We ain't here for a long time. We're here for a good time. We've said it before. We'll I say know. it again. This is, I am, of all the things that I am a cheap bastard about, and we know that I am. And if you guys don't know, 
I am. Yeah. The one thing I will splurge on is it's like is these gifts to ourselves. Things that you love. That are the things that you love. Yeah. I did I buy the when Uncharted 4 came out and yeah. it was like gonna be the last Uncharted game ever. Uh-huh. And it was like, hey, the set's gonna be 300 bucks, oh, but yeah. it comes with a statue of Nathan Drake. Oh, and, and I know exactly where that statue of Nathan Drake is in yeah. your house. Yeah. It yeah. used to sit at my bedside uh-huh. <laughs> and protect me from the bad things at night. Yeah. Um, I, 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 it's, I have <laughs> not pulled the trigger. Like there have been expensive, like Star Wars sets yeah. and things like that, that have not pulled my heartstrings as this okay. ribbon doll. Here's the only thing of why I hesitate on buying the very expensive ribbon doll set. Okay. Is what if they come out with a bag end set? Then you own both. Then you build <laughs> Middle Earth. I just build Middle Earth. You know, like guys. how our our moms moms's mom mommas mommies. What is the plural of mom? I think it's just moms. Mamos. I'm gonna go with mamos. Mamos. Our mamos generation collected those like Christmas cottage things. Okay. Owning one never Listen. stopped them from owning more. Okay. Was that? Was was that just purposely put there for because of knowledge that you have? I have that knowledge, but I also know that my own mother collects them. So let's just say that cool. I know where a collection exists that is larger than than many stores. Department fifty six villages. Yeah. So who are you to not continue the tradition of? I mean, of really, building spaces. They're just Legos creating worlds. Yeah. You're creating a whole ass world. She now, by the way, she now has Legos in her department 56. As is appropriate. Village. Yeah. So this will be you adding Middle Earth to her collection someday. 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 Someone's going to have to take that beast on. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, the only other thing really that I did besides dream about Middle Earth again uh, was... Uh-huh. Been thinking about you. Sorry, I've had a lot of coffee today. I went for a run this morning. I made kale chips. Who are you? I don't know what's happening. I'm in a lot of pain, so I think I'm telling myself I'm not. I'm trying to convince my body yeah. that it's not in pain. I, so um, the adrenaline is going. I We watched the last three episodes of season two of The Legend of Vox Machina. <laughs> some of them more than once. Listen, some of the episodes that have come out mere days ago, I've seen four times already. Yeah. But because it's real good. Um, we also did some, I think, something that is a milestone in our friendship. Yes. Where. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You and I. Yes. Watched the Ahsoka Tano movie, as far as I'm concerned. Remember last episode where I was like, the last four episodes of the Clone Wars with Ahsoka basically is a movie, and it's one of my Desert Island movies. Yep, I I had Grace watch them. We may have to tangent on that one. <laughs> and she, I think, fully understands more so my love affair with Ahsoka. There was Tano. definitely moments where I cried. Not that that's hard to do, but yeah. I don't know the character as well as yeah. others. Yeah. And uh, and then we watched a couple of pieces of a baby Ahsoka too, which yep. that was like I love her. If you haven't watched the little tales of Jedi, I think they came out late last year. And they're shorts, these, yeah. They're little shorts. There's only six or seven of them, and they they follow Ahsoka, and one of them is literally baby Ahsoka, and her mom's fucking badass. Yeah. And and then you also follow um, Dooku before he as goes bad guy. 
before and as he falls, including Ooh. when um, Wang Qui Gon is still his Padawan. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Um, what did I do this week? What did I do this week? I became frustrated. Well, you started a about new things. <gasps> oh, I did. You oh my god! Yeah, on Monday I started Hogwarts Legacy. Um, I did, well, technically Tuesday morning. Um, I did try to stay up till midnight so that, and look, I know that there's controversy about, about anything in the Harry Potter universe. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely disagree with the opinions of JK Rowling. And I was on the fence about getting this game for a long time. And, and maybe this is a shitty point of view, but this is the point of view that I'm coming up from as a designer. I know the kind of work that went into building a game like this. Yeah. I know the people who ultimately will get fucked if no one buys the game and it won't be JK Rowling. So because I know the amount of effort and love and heart and things that all of these people did to make something, um, and because I like a good game, I really wanted to check it out. Um, Am I able to disassociate her from this world? Absolutely, I can. Because you don't see her face. Yeah. Am I, do I struggle to watch movies like The Usual Suspects? 100%. I cannot watch them anymore. (laughs) Because all you see is Kevin Spacey's fucking face. Yeah. So is that wrong? I don't know. I don't know if it's wrong or right. And I don't know. I, I just don't know. But this is what I do know is that not buying the game only hurts the people who spent years and years and years trying to develop it. Yeah, we've actually had like weeks long discussions yeah. among our uh, close We almost group didn't get it. Around, like, and, and it's one of those where I have not started playing the game yet. I inevitably will, but I know me and how I get sucked into things. So there's certain things that I need to do before I play the game. Um, I was definitely one of the people who was like, I don't know if I can play it. And I honestly, a thousand percent, anyone who's like, I can't play the game. I'm like, and I respect that choice too. Yeah. Because I completely understand it. Um, So I haven't started yet. Yeah. Um, I will in probably a month. Yeah. And honestly, if if my uh, if my opinion feels short sighted to you, I'd love to hear a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Respectfully, please. But I I genuinely this is how I feel. And especially now that we figured out that our Facebook wasn't giving us notifications and now we know we have some. Hey, guys, we had no idea how many messages we had sent there. We are taking them in. And this week, we're actually, Nixie and I are sitting and looking through them. And so we're really sorry. Literally, there was zero notifications from anything ever. So we were like, I guess no one's talking to us. And very honestly, we don't go on Facebook for personal reasons at all. Yeah, because our only account is the yeah. the Terra account. I, I think I went on. I had to go hunt something down for a work related reason that yeah. I can't get too into details about. And I think the last time you looked on Facebook was also for was a work related work things, and I didn't see any of the notifications. And I was like, oh, <laughs> well, what happened is I still have my account. Yeah. So it was like. Uh, I, I it auto logged me in because it remembered my computer and I had messages in my own account and then it was like, hey, you have a bunch of messages on this account. Do you still manage this account? <laughs> and you're like, don't look at me, like, Facebook. Oh, yes, I do. Technically, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we apologize and we're going to get to that. Um, I'm sorry, guys. That sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, I 
was going to not play until after I finished Jedi. Yes. Coming out, but then they delayed Jedi by like a month. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm like, well, maybe I'll start before Jedi. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. So someday. <laughs> November 20th, 2009. <laughs> yes. Uh, written by Carl Bender, directed by Alex Chappell. And this is his first of a few universe episodes. Ooh. Um. I did want to, because we do have Shannon as a guest star. Sharon. Sharon. Sharon as a guest star. Sorry. That's okay. (laughs) The names are very close. Um, And Rico Aylesworth, I believe is her name. And she's most known for being on 24. Michelle Dresser. I okay. watched some 24, I but didn't not watch enough 24. for me to recognize that. Also, Alien vs. Predator a few years before this. Ooh, okay. That is a game I know. And the, the other... That is a film I know. The other guest star that I definitely know that we hear um, is one little band that I love called Floggy Molly. <laughs> uh, who, they use the song Worst Day Since Yesterday, yep. which is honestly, I think, one of the first songs I've ever heard by them. Yeah. And is one of those songs where if you ever look at my like most played songs in the year, yeah. that song, along with like Drunken Lullabies and a few others, are always in the top like yeah. 15 or 10. It's like your version of me with any killer song. Yeah. I, I don't, and it's not like songs that I just go and intend. They just happen to be high up in any sort of automated playlist I have. Yeah. Um, Floggy Molly is the one place where our worlds cross over. Yes. Um, <laughs> I looked at him a little bit just to be like, how would you describe Floggy Molly? So what I did is I went and in their own words, this yep, yep. is from their Spotify account. Um, Oh, I just freaking lost it. But they are a Celtic folk punk band. Which is basically three words that if you put... Okay, not lying. If you put Celtic folk in front of anything coming after yeah, it, Nixie's I'll listen to Yeah, Nixie's going to go for it. it. Yeah. And the one thing that... that The one trail that I have to load down... Oh, got it, punk. Yeah. But they've worked with some pretty interesting people. Mm-hmm. I did not know that they have albums produced by Steve Albini. Who's was like huge in the punk world. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he did Nirvana's in, in Utero and he did something for the Pixies. Um, I, they're an L.A. band, which is the weirdest fucking thing to me. <laughs> did not know that. Yeah, they're an L.A. band, but I think one of the leads is from Dublin. Um, and I, mean, I know one of the leads has a very strong accent, so I'm yeah, assuming. Yeah, but... Uh, like one of them was in Motorhead before before they were what an interesting story for this yeah. band sorry I had this all written down and then I lost my page so I'm going off the top of my head I will say that this is actually um, one of Nick and I's first actual dates when we started actually dating I surprised nice. him with tickets when Flogging Molly came through Richmond nice and it was kind of nice because it wasn't at a huge venue yeah um, and yeah I have it's not listen if you put in any sort of punk rock type music if you put a fiddle and like maybe an accordion or (laughs) like if you put those traditionally folk instruments into rock music i'm 
automatically here for it. Yeah. And see, for me, I've learned, I, I think that I prefer my folk and my punk uh, very separately. Yeah. <laughs> In two different dishes on my little mm-hmm. lunchroom plate, if you will. You know, it's like... So I also like Dropkick Murphys, not as much. I prefer yeah. Flogging Molly, but there's a lot of Dropkick Murphy songs I also enjoy uh-huh. a lot. And it's just one of those where you've seen me, Grace has seen me do this. Any song where I can just spin around in circles, throwing my arms out in wild abandon. Yeah. I love with my whole heart. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, you need to get into the pogues is what oh, you need I know to do. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but that's all I got. I did a little bit of work and that's uh, interesting, Ben. That's I, all I have to say. I also listen to, well, I know they're, they're you know, more Irish than Scotch. I do listen to a lot of Flogging Molly to psych myself up for Highland Games. That's close. It's close. I mean, enough. if anyone's going to understand the Scots, it's probably going to be the, the Irish. Vibes, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, I'm a huge. Uh, first time I listened to this, I was very excited just because I have. I love Floggy Molly for quite, quite, quite a long time. You know what? To me, what's interesting is there isn't yet another band quite like them. There is, I don't know that I can name another no. uh, Celtic folk punk band. And they run their own label, so I'm putting it out to them. Floggy Molly, you need to find more people like you. You need to create a pipeline. Yeah. It, That's all. There is, I know of certain songs from certain artists that sort of start to get to the same vibe, yeah. but they're not like the whole feel yeah. across the board. They've got a monopoly on the on the on the art. Yes. Anyway. Um because even stuff like Dropkick Kirby stays very strongly in the punk world. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And don't get into some of the more because Loggy Molly gets melodic, beautifully melodic sometimes. Yeah. So. yeah. Previously on <laughs> along with all the normal stuff, we're reminded that we have heard a tiny little bit about Scott's and Ray's life before they yep. were stuck on this ship. Uh, we, as we said, we start the episode with Vlogging Molly, mm-hmm. and everyone here started a to music make a montage. Life. Yeah, Chloe's doing yoga in the observation room, which is, of course, the only place that you should Why, do it. Where on else ship. would you? Yeah, like I said before, I would live in that room. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott is leading a workout, which if Spencer wasn't leading this later, I would be into. I think. I think I'd do that workout like twice a week, but then yeah. the yoga the other yeah. days of the week. I mean, I get it. If you're going to be stuck on the ship experiencing what they experience, you might as well try to get into as best shape as possible. Yeah, you want to be ready. I would, however, probably look like Volker struggling a little bit. Oh, yeah. I would be the one vomiting. This is not my strength when it comes to, (laughs) no pun intended, when it comes to working out. Yeah. Um, Rush (laughs) is researching and Young is watching him research. Fair. Researching Rush. Via Kino. Eli is still researching and learning. Uh, Park is doing the other thing that you do when there's not much to she do. She is also getting physical exercise. She is also getting physical exercise. Good on her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Franklin is still trying to grow anything without much success. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where he got the seeds, but sure. Uh-huh. Uh, and Ray is dropping a, drawing a beautiful tropical scene. She's actually a pretty good illustrator. Yeah, she's, she's, later on we see what she's imitating yeah. and it's pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah. And Spencer uh-huh. takes the last of whatever pills he was taking. Oh boy. Um, on Earth, at the Pentagon, someone is coming in to take Telford's ship from the Freaky Friday Stones, mm-hmm. uh, which he definitely, 100% did not fall asleep. 
while we yeah seriously um, but it's jack's orders that he get a rest and after some time he calls someone as he's in the locker room changing yeah and asks if they have plans for dinner that night jesus christ this guy he's he's single-minded and yes he's having a candlelit romantic dinner with emily aka not his wife yeah um, someone else's wife and they totes are fucking they totes are just commiserating because how many people can emily talk about about this whole situation i, just don't, I have a hard time believing that there wasn't any intent even if they haven't yet just because yeah that's like just because they haven't doesn't yet. mean they want didn't want to and yeah. there's no way telford doesn't have an alternative motive yep i mean after this very, very short time, he really feels like he can call her a friend. And so he feels this obligation to tell her things mm. about her husband. Inside check. Yep. Tiny credits. <laughs> tiny credits. Tiny, tiny, tiny credits. <laughs> um, and just, again, you have all of these empty corridors on that ship. I really wanted them to do some military cadences while they were running. Like, I would rather, like, see them do that than just, like, just like, fluffing and puffing. Yeah. Um, I'm more like, who brought workout clothes on this trip? Seriously. Where did they get workout clothes? Did you find a way to replicate some, or are you just getting your one set of clothes disgusting? In your running to the ship, you grabbed workout clothes? Come on. Before you grabbed food? Eat dicks. Yeah. I am never you. I will never be you. That will never be my priority. I'd be like, bye forever, workout clothes. Bros, who needs them? We're going into space, bitches. Uh, either way, Scott spots Eli through his open door as they pass. And he was supposed to have joined them on this jog. But, you know, Eli, you know, has a thing. He pulled yeah. a thing. And it's best to rest when you have no yeah and look let's get real yeah eli's not gonna ever start with your workout no eli's not a guy who works out all the time even if he wanted to you shouldn't let him because he will hurt himself you need you can't have one workout class for everyone no yeah there needs to be a group of, of walkers yes you know like the early morning walkers 100% mall walkers mm-hmm. we need some mall walkers up in this bitch yes. thank you that's exactly what i was thinking of uh, apparently the emphasis on working out was young's orders because again when you're in this type of situation yeah i guess you can just order people to be in shape well you know i i i will i respect the fact that young's like we don't know what we're going to run into and yes. we need to not be carrying yeah. like the load of everybody because people can't carry their own load, if yes. you will. Like we need to get to a place where everyone can run a sprint if needed away from some bad guy so I, that we don't endanger others. I think part of what it is, is you can, hey, we're going to, because again, there's not too much else to do in the ship in reality. I mean, I'm yeah, sure there's a bunch of housekeeping, true. but it's like, hey, here's all these different people who are going to be, we're going to have schedule these classes. Yep. And we encourage everyone mm-hmm. to show up to them. And yeah. I think you could definitely do a, well, if you're not attending the classes, you don't get to go off world. Yeah. Situation, but you still can't force Eli it's, to go run. It's sort of like the thing where it's like, hey, if you don't evacuate for the hurricane when we ask you to, yeah. first, first responders aren't common for you. No. So you kind of treat them that way. First responders aren't common for you. So you need to be able to save yourself. Exactly. Whatever you think that means as far as your physical fitness level, do it up. 100%. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Eli promises. I'd be like, just leave me here to die. <laughs> Everyone's fucked. Just yeah. Me. Eli promises to run tomorrow. <laughs> um, and as everyone else starts to pick the pace back up, Fulker's like, "Fuck this, no." Yeah. So yeah. the guy that Park was working out with, uh-huh. um, before goes to say hi, and she passes like she never, she doesn't, she doesn't know him. She's like, "Don't talk to me with your clothes on." That's fine. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> Meanwhile, we've been attacked. <laughs> Good, I'm good. It was just, uh, it was a nice um, um, shoulder shot. Yeah, a little boy found a toy and was like, everybody play with me. Auntie Nixie, please look at this toy I have. It's, it's a, I, I ripped its guts out. It's fine. Don't you love um, me? So meanwhile, TJ sits down to check on Spencer, who absolutely does not want to talk to her. <laughs> yeah. He is not tired. He is fine. Uh-huh. It is clear that he is perfectly normal and fine as he walks away. Everything's fine. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's super normal. So Eli is tired this whole episode because he's up staying he's up staying up late working on this conundrum for young. Um and Rush calls him to help run the keynote as they explore new sections of the ship. But he's busy doing something that he can't tell Rush about for reasons. Why even fucking say that? Just be like, yeah, I'll be right there. Just what um, a, he's a bad liar. Stop asking. Uh, talk to Young. I mean, not that Young has anything to do with why I can't. Don't help talk you. to me. At no point did you come up with a better line. Literally, Young should have been like, "Hey, if Rush asks, this is what you're doing." <laughs> like, like Eli knows it's a shit response as he's saying it. <laughs> yeah. um, Yush reminds him that it does not say lieutenant or sergeant on his shirt. You don't have to listen to Yug, which I like is a little callback to Wormhole Extreme. And Eli's like, no, my shirt just says you are here. And I'll be down when I'm done. Yeah. So, sorry, I, I'm going to take a moment. Yes, yeah, to explain. We had two dogs who decided that it was time to play Fight Club. Mm-hmm. And so we secretly behind the scenes as domestic partner, husband, fiance, Jesse, to come get them and close the door. <laughs> One of them ran behind me. and was like, no, I'll, I'll be good. I'll be good. I'll be good. Please don't make me leave this space. And, and now yeah. he's tucked into a little puppy donut. Yeah, and so there was an entire whole interaction that happened while poor Nixie was trying to read her line. I think the whole time Stormy's like, can brother just leave me alone? I want to sleep. I just want to hang out here and sleep. Thanks, bye. So Young and TJ are walking and talking. She's explaining that she's worried about Spencer, as are we all. Yeah, the whole fucking world is. I hope this happens. I have no idea. But why don't they just stick the ancient machine in Spencer, (laughs) suck all of what they need to out of him, and if he dies, he dies. If he dies, he dies. Um, Spencer's not the only one Young is worried about. He gets to die a hero. There you go. I don't think Spencer cares about that. Oh, I don't think he goes in willingly. I think we get to tell Earth that he died a hero. I don't think he goes. See? We, listen, as we know, there are straps on that. See what I'm getting at? Like, Spencer died a hero. (laughs) He volunteered to go into the ancient machine. No one knows otherwise. Mm -hmm. Um, This is why you don't put me in charge. Oh, one more thing I did do this week is watch Last of Us, and Kathleen is definitely the character that I would become. 
uh, I love Kathleen because uh-huh. is that her name? I think it is. It is Kath. Yes, it's Kathleen because okay. um, I'm from the Midwest. I know that woman. Uh, yeah, that's that's who I would become. I know that woman. Mm-hmm. In another world, I might become that woman. Kids die all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that line alone it's it, it's listen she did fantastically in that she's role she's incredible she is melanie linsky stan right here okay bye that's the first thing i think i've ever seen her in that oh i my know god of, yeah but yeah. i also i know she was in yellow jackets and yeah I still well and she jackets. was in this film with kate winslet when they were both in their teens mm-hmm. uh is what is it called again beautiful creatures the beautiful people the beautiful it is people. Uh, I remember watching it and it changed who I am as a person and made me question myself. Okay. Um, let me see. No. I let me I gotta find this now. Sorry. This is very important. It's That's not fine. beautiful creatures. While you looked that up, I was just gonna explain that Young wants TJ to do psych evals yes. because she took a single course in undergrad and he doesn't trust Camille. Heavenly creatures from nineteen ninety-four. Okay. Uh Fucked my whole world up in the best way possible. Uh, it's based on a real story. Oh, um, this may have been sort of the inception of like true crime things because I, I ninety four. I would have been too young to be watching this. I yeah. would have been eleven. <laughs> I was like, did you watch it live? Or Twelve. Did you watch it later? No. Okay. Qu- made me question my sexuality, mm-hmm. and it also made me question the whole ass world. Also, interesting trivia about this film that I always forget. Yeah. Written and produced by Peter Jackson. Wow. That's why I know the name. Uh-huh. Because it's Peter Jackson. <laughs> anyway, okay. That's okay. Again, in 94-ish, I mean, I was watching X-Files first run, so okay. yeah, that's fine. Anyway, Melanie Linsky, we love you. Um. So, yeah, Young doesn't trust... Right. Mm-hmm. So TJ gets the job with with her one course, an undergrad of psych. Yeah, poor fucking TJ just gets shit on. Because she's not doing enough on the show. Yeah. Um, TJ is about to have the breakdown moment that I had yesterday to our <laughs> D&D group about being overworked and undervalued. I see you, TJ. I see yeah. you. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I appreciate... That um, Young doesn't trust Camille. Yeah. However, 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 how about you say, TJ, you and Camille do this together. Anyway. So since Eli was busy, Rush is manning the keynote himself, watching Gru and a few others explore new parts of the ship. He's only half paying attention because it's Rush and he has other shit to do. Mm-hmm. So TJ is doing what she can. Yeah. She's giving people a person to talk to, seeing what everyone's, you know, like levels are. Yeah. Not sure Franklin was the best one to start with. I mean, who do you even seeing. start with? I would start with Chloe, maybe? Someone slight... Listen, his level's not good. No. He hates the ship. He hates being here. None of his seeds will sprout. He just wants to grow some fucking food. He wants more water. The yeah. beds suck. Oh, and he was shot at one point. So he's doing fine. So so you mad? A little bit? A little bit? Do you, maybe you just need some sleep. Well, <laughs> the other half of that is like... Half of what you're talking about is not anyone's fault who's here. Like, no one here can do anything about the food or the water or the beds. 
Yeah, it's like you're bitching about shit that everyone's having to deal with. Exactly. So. All right, we'll try this again, little weirdo. (laughs) Eli is still working, clearly not getting enough sleep. Young comes to check on him. He's like, look, dude, I have been going over simulation after simulation from Telford's plan. Every variation that I've run across has catastrophic failure. Like, mm-hmm. death, fire, brimstone, cats and dogs living together. <laughs> I love a good Ghostbusters reference. <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines. It's that a is one of line. my, uh, what we call, uh, we were talking about the litmus test in Halloween yeah. costumes. That is one of my lines that is my litmus test. Yeah, to see how cool someone uh, see is. See if somebody gets it or not. Yeah. See if someone's worth talking to. Yeah. It's fine. He can hump his pillow if well, necessary. He was on the pillow. Okay. God, this this sorry, our this dog is being a crazy man today. So, so here we are. Uh, young gets young gets it at mm-hmm. this point. So far, he's pretty sure. You know, Rush was right. The plan was never going to work. Um, and he quickly shifts talking to Eli. He's like, "I'm done with you," but sees Scott in the hallway, mm-hmm. and apparently Scott is next up to use the Freaky Friday stones. Gotta go, buddy. Scott's like, "No, I'm fine." <laughs> I don't, I don't, no, I'm fine. Please don't make me bite. Uh, he's like, look, you have passed up your turn for a while. Mm-hmm. It's now your turn. Because I understand the value of everyone getting a day off this ship. I feel like that's true, but it also feels like torture. And I'll yeah. talk about it more at the end when we get back yeah. after this visit. But I, I almost wouldn't want to go either. My view is, is no one's saying you have to go see anyone you know if you go back. That's true. No That's one is true. saying that you can't just go to the zoo for a day and be outside. Yeah, I'd just be like, just I just want to go to the aquarium. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's absolutely true. If someone goes to hand you letters, you can be like, no, I'm good. Nope. Yeah. Because otherwise it's, it feels like drinking salt water when you're thirsty. Yeah. Like it only makes it worse. So anyway. that's the thing. Like I see the definite like mental health values of going to see, Just going away the ship and yeah. going and eating a hot dog. Oh my God. That is exactly what my brain went to. Yeah. I was like, I would just go eat hot dogs. Exactly. Just yeah. go back. No one's saying you have to, like, interact with any of your life. You know what would be really cool? Because it would be somebody else's body and fuck the calories. Yeah. I would just eat all the things. Just go eat. Go eat. Because I'm sure you have a stipend for the day. Mm-hmm. Just go to some expensive-ass restaurant. Yeah. And eat ridiculous food. Yep. So next up mm-hmm. on the exploration of the ship, they find, you know, as Gru says, the dentist office. Yep. It's a room with a main chair in the center of the room, which sets off some alarm bells of yeah. those of us who've seen some surrogate yeah. of some ancient recliners that we know of. I have to say, because I missed it while you were talking because dogs, yeah. I do appreciate that Rush wanted a keynote, could not get a keynote. He said, Greer, you are my keynote now. Yeah. <laughs> You're my human keynote. Well, anyway. I think what it was is they were always going to send the people. Yeah. But it's like Russian didn't want to sit there and monitor himself. Right, right. <laughs> uh, and someone turned something on and the chair, mm-hmm. you know, the ones we know just recline. Yeah. And you stick your hands in some goo. Clearly, this is not the same type of chair because this one straps you down by your hands and ankles and then clamps onto your head. This one looks a little more intense. A 
like this one, you know, this little will, clockwork orange vibes. It's not just going to stretch your back out for no. you. <laughs> so back in Washington, Scott and Ray, Freaky Friday, they weigh in. Mm-hmm. Scott swapped to Telford and Ray with someone named Mooney. And I'm not sure where prongs, worm, tail, or pedlin are. But, you know, <laughs> I couldn't not. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fair. That's fair. It's fair. Um, on Destiny, Rush is very excited about this new find, this chair, mm-hmm. and he's showing it to Young, and he, to him, it's not actually the same as the weapons chairs that we know. It's actually a precursor to the repository of knowledge. Right. And but like, yeah, have they read what happened to most people? Who Young goes, their head oh yeah, head. the one that almost killed Jack. <laughs> O'Neill. But listen, Rush thinks the master code is somewhere in here. There is a master code we need it to unlock the rest of the ship, core systems, navigation, propulsion, but like no one's gonna know if no one sits in the chair. Of death. In the chair of death. Or okay. it's like, you mean the one that holds you down and shoots bolts into your head? That yeah. chair? Mm-hmm. He's like, those aren't bolts, they're just electrodes transferring death. It's fine, it's fine. It's just a tickle. And yes, it's clear that both Young and Rush knows what happened to Jack. Mm-hmm. And I like that one focuses on how it almost killed him. And the other one focuses on how it was incredible discoveries that happened. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, both of these things can be true. Yes. And no, Young doesn't want anyone to sit there. And to the point where he's going to post guards around it. Yeah. Mainly for one person to not Imagine sit Imagine what a boring ass fucking post that is i i would get so here's my worry is that i would get distracted and be bored and then just sit down in the chair because i'm bored and forget why i'm not supposed to sit in the, you know what i mean he's like look we're not ignoring the chair okay mm-hmm. he goes you study it you get all the information you can out of it just do it without anyone getting the brain scrambled yeah. by the chair yeah if you can figure out a way to get what we need without anyone dying then sure you can sit in the chair rush is pretty sure the effects will be less severe because this is designed earlier than the milky way face huggers but young's like really that doesn't make sense to me really are you sure enough that you would sit in it yourself yeah no i i wish he just honed on that further and be like rush you can sit in the chair well, he does later in the episode. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, I wish he just drilled on that from the beginning and be like, fine, you can sit in the chair. Yeah. Only you can Only sit in you. the chair. You, and then I would sell it. See, this is why, this is why <laughs> evil grace. I would be like, only your brain could handle sitting in that chair and not die. <laughs> I think you're the one who needs to sit in the chair. So James radios young that Telford's here. Yay. And Greer's like, listen, if it means getting these people home, I'll sit in the fucking chair. And I find the choice of words here noticeable. Yeah. He didn't say if it means getting home mm-hmm. or if it means I can go home. And this leads to the conversation has its teacher Where he later. says it means getting people home. Getting yeah. these people home. Like, it's, you know. He's, yeah. There's, he, um, in a deeper... If I had the chance to sit with Greer and I would be like, you are just as worth as much as everyone else here. Yeah. That would be my my word to him. Yeah. Your worth is just as important as everyone else on the ship. Yeah. Because I, I think that's where he's coming from. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Well, yes, we'll get to that conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, before Young leaves, he tells Rush that if he wants to sit in the chair... 
cool. If, 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 like, if this chair is some wonderful life-changing discovery, fucking prove it. Do it. If you can be sure someone can sit in this chair and use it safely, cool. But proof of concept first. Yep. Chair it up, buddy. Um, I do love there seems to be standing orders that if Telford shows up, you lock the door and don't let him out. Yeah, I do like that. <laughs> I mean, it's our ship. Fuck young, you. young comes in and Telford's spicy. He's like, where is all the fucking data from the experiment? Mm-hmm. Young's like, we're working on it. We're working on it. Yep. We are. He goes, but we have all the best science on Earth. We're waiting for this. That's not true. Just we want to <laughs> help. He goes, yeah, you want to help until shit gets rough and then you jump ship and leave us on our own. Like so a big chicken we share. we are doing this on our own. Yeah. Telford sorry, not sorry. to know how Rush saved everything and Young's like, so do I. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Telford doesn't get it. He thought Young would want to do everything he can to get all these people back home for you to get home. To your wife. That I'm fucking. And Young doesn't take the bait. He just goes, if you need anything, talk to James. And you are staying here. You don't have back Don't to let the, the stones bag. hit you where the good Lord split you. <laughs> Sorry for the Sorry. <laughs> That's my fault. I, I startled you. No, I'm trying to not actually take hiccups while I'm talking. You won't. Don't think about it. Um. So I like that. The minute Camille, because this is the next scene, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, she's walking because she's in the parking lot. The minute the she gets here, the fucking IOA, yeah, 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 yeah. like mosquitoes on a Nixie. Yeah. Are like, hey, hey, can you go start some subterfuge? Hey, what's up? Can you go start some fucking drama? Huh? She's, uh, I'll give her credit. Like, she gives this very even handed report. She's like, people are stressed out. There's two camps. Frankly, I can't figure out which camp is the better camps. Yeah. Their answer, make a third. Yeah. Create further chaos uh-huh. and subterfuge. It's fine. Fuck all of them. I also like. Just fracture people further. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, I didn't know you're here. She goes, yeah, it's because I'm not here for business. I'm here for pleasure. I'm That's here to go fuck, fuck my wife. <laughs> Can you back off? Go away. Yeah. How much more do you want to know? <laughs> Jesus, dude. So Scott has not left yet. He's still at the Pentagon and he's given some letters. And a chaperone, um, I think it's Meta, who we've seen before managing the stones. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, where do you want to go? You can go anywhere. And at first he wants to go see his buddy, who last you knew was at Ed's, uh, Edwards Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. But he kind of trails off because he reads a letter and it yeah. rocks him a bit. Mm. So TJ's chatting with Park now. Oh yeah. <laughs> about how stressful it is to try to figure out the inner workings of the ship and knowing you've only really scratched the surface of, you know, this 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 once-in-a-lifetime human discovery. And TJ's like, how are you relieving the stress? And Park has to real think hard to come up. She's reading. Well, she she just didn't finish the sentence. She's <laughs> reading the body language of other members of the ship it's with totally her believable. vagina. Totally, totally believable. See, she just didn't finish the sentence. She just didn't finish her sentence. Uh, listen, it's a real low DC insight check for that uh-huh. one. I'm pretty sure TJ saw through that. She's like, oh, cool. I love that she's not like, I would have rather TJ have been like, oh, really? <laughs> 
No, I think so Chi-Chi's, who's your favorite so far? I think far. Chi-Chi's slave and she's like, uh-huh. I want I want TJ to be like, who are you going back for seconds with? Anybody yet? <laughs> what the hell else do you have to do on this ship? What, Spill the tea. What's your favorite book? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which chapter did you enjoy the most <laughs> so far? I have this. Is, is it a reread? This is no longer a succession. Would you bring this to the book club? <laughs> How big was your um Bookmarker for that book. Was it a little one or a big one? Like just one of those corner clips or yeah. like the whole one with the... Did yeah. it have a tassel <laughs> or no tassel? <laughs> Give me more. I can make anything dirty. <laughs> you know, do you enjoy reading sitting up? Mm. Do you like to read in bed or in the living room? Are you a kitchen reader? Do you read in the kitchen? I mean, sometimes you can read in the shower if you have yeah. something waterproof. Yeah, yeah. Are you a shower reader? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done now. Thank you. Well, <laughs> no, we're going to just turn the cold water on real hard because uh-huh. the next scene has Spencer in it. Ugh. Uh, so he's now leading a workout of burpees. And all I have to say to that is fuck burpees. They should call vomities. I hate because you don't just burp. Here's the thing. I know they're like, oh great, total body work, fuck burpees. Yeah. Like all the way fuck them. They are pretty terrible. I hate them. But yeah. I used to have to do them in dance warm up. Oh. I hate them. I think um where is it in New Girl? Where Nick does a burpee, but it takes like five minutes to do one. Where he like slowly just lays down on the ground and then like works himself. Yeah, I'm I'm just gonna do that twice and be like, I did it. Yeah, I'm done now. Um, also fuck you, Spencer, but that's fine. And Franklin is struggling, and they're now doing suicides. And Spencer is yelling at a bunch of listen. Most of the people in this room are scientists. Yeah. You're yelling to a bunch of scientists like they're you're a drill sergeant at basic training that they didn't sign up for. Um, we, you and I have experienced people who are former military trying to talk to yes. non-military people like it's the military. Don't. 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 You're about 18 notches too far. Eat dicks. Yeah. Nobody here cares. Yeah. I would walk out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but not before I vomited on Spencer's shoes. Yeah. Because, again, these should be called vomities, not burpees. And then he just yells at him to go again. And I'm like, why are you still doing this? Yeah, why are you taking this? walk out of the room. Yeah. Ugh. (gasps) So Scott is outside a house. Yeah. And whoever is going to talk to um, is not able to hear the full story of what's going on. So cover story only. So here's my question. Yeah. Did I imagine this or is he from Chicago? When we saw the church, was it Chicago? I don't know. Okay. Because I'm like, did they just fly them wherever they need to go? Did they just like Learjet them around? I, they probably do because it's one they of those. They can't all be from D.C. No. You know what I mean? No, I don't think. I actually weirdly got like, I know he doesn't have like a Boston accent, but I weirdly got like a, a Northeast vibes from Scott. Okay. I mean, I just definitely some sort of inner city thing like it's a boston yeah. um, chicago I, i'd even give them philadelphia eh, maybe not philadelphia but there's some vibes some definite vibes i was gonna see if i could find real quick yeah 
Um, um, but uh, what is it, Matt Scott? Yeah. But yeah, I feel like he's definitely in a part of a town where a car sitting out there that long would have not- had the cops called. Yeah. Um, like I would have called the cops on him. I mean, the only imagine is that because I guess there's there's got to be government plates on there. Yeah, or or the or if you're not the type to call the cops because not everyone is. Yeah, you're calling someone to go check that car out. Um, I guess yeah. I don't really see where he's from on here. I don't think we really know. Gotcha. But, um, yeah, I always got like not Boston, but like up there maybe. Connecticut or something like Okay, okay. Um, oh, I just lost my place in my notes. Sorry. Let's go. No, we're fine. We're fine. We got this. Um, so, but yeah, he's waiting outside and whoever he's going to talk to has to hear the cover story. He goes up and knocks on the door. No one answers. Mm-hmm. And so he just starts wandering around the house. Don't. Walking up to the back through the gate, and he sees a young boy in the window and asks if Annie Baltic lives here, and that is the kid's mom. Oh, yeah. First of all, kid, what are you doing talking to a stranger who's creeping around the house? Yeah, I would have been like, who the fuck are you? (laughs) Actually, why even answer the door? Well, he didn't answer the door. That's right, that's right. He was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like peeking around the corner going, why is the creepy person who just knocked on the door creeping around the side of the house now? Yeah. Jesus Christ. But Camille's wife has clearance to know the truth. And so yeah. with a little warning from Peterson, Ray goes up to the door in someone else's body mm-hmm. and asks about the ugly chair in Mandarin to prove that this is actually her. I love that. And they just kind of fall into each other's This arms. moment is beautiful. Like the way... Fucking Migna. I know. The way she starts sobbing as she finishes the yeah. sentence... Like that whole, I cannot contain this any longer. Even just her running. The Camille that we have seen so far in the series is not someone who would run up the stairs and like have to stop herself from like embracing someone immediately. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, So some scientists are discussing the chair. Brody says, look, if someone wants to volunteer to sit in the chair, fucking let them. Yeah. Yeah. And Park's like, well, I'm sure no one's allowed because of safety reasons. And that would be, you know, optimistic me. Uh, Volker, who's a little more pessimistic, says, no, it's politics. Mm-hmm. Young's going to resist it first, and then he's going to come around. And if it works, he'll claim responsibility and be the hero. And if it doesn't, he's going to blame Rush on it. Mm-hmm. And Rush, who's been sitting there not saying anything, is can't disagree with that. Yeah, it's all politics. That maybe the AKA of this episode, while it's not a line on the show, it's definitely happening. Is just subterfuge. Yeah, it's just because every from every angle, everybody hurts. Yeah, everyone's just everything's just fractured. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chloe's turn to TJ. Mm-hmm. Um, I give her credit. I give her credit when she's like, I'll be honest, I have no clue how I'm doing. Yeah. She's definitely the one most open to spilling the tea, if you will. Yeah. But she's like, she's the one who would probably use therapy. Yes. Outside of the ship and not be like, I don't want to see that. Like, she's one of the few who would be like openly willing to go. Yeah. She's like, I don't know how I'm coping. Uh, the One of the main reasons I'm getting through this is because I'm actually making friends on the ship. Mm-hmm. It's the people. Also, there's, you know, Scott and lots of sex. Yeah. And she's not going like 
she's not going to pretend that she knows how serious the relationship is. Yeah. She's not going to try to pretend to know that, oh, we certainly would feel this way if we weren't trapped on a ship together or something like this. But yeah. She's like, look, for right now, this it is, is comfort. Good. Yeah. And it it's not lonely when we're together. Yeah. And, and she's one of the few people who can somehow still manage to have a rosy yeah. outlook on things. Uh-huh. And she's like, at least this, this feels good. I like it here. I like yeah. it when we're in this particular spot of things. I'm just going to keep looking at this part. Of That's this the thing. part that I can get behind. Yeah. I'm just going to focus on this one cool uh, aspect of everything. Yeah. Um, and TJ gets that. She doesn't have that, but she understands that. Mm-hmm. Um, because she's stuck on the ship with an ex. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ray takes a very, very long, very hot shower. Yep. And then it's just adorable to see the two of them giggle and make out and cook and be fucking adorable together. Yeah. And we see this great side of It's a Ray. romantic montage, if you will. It yeah. is. Uh, but we see the side of Ray that we would never have guessed existed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is where it starts to get a little, a little weird for me. (laughs) And I think I joked about it while we were watching the episode. Like I, this is great for Camille. I love this for her. Some of the things she does with this body that aren't hers are a little on the edge of like the wrong side of consent. Yeah. Here's what I'm telling myself. When people are brought in for this particular mission of the stones are told, are you open to this? Are you mm-hmm. open to this? Are you open to this other thing? Yeah. And they just match them with the right person. Yeah. That's what I've decided so that I don't sit here worrying about consent and this <laughs> woman's body. Yeah. That's all. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. So Scott is still sitting in the car outside Annie's house. Still waiting for baby mama. And the young boy who admittedly is maybe a little too young to be on his own for this long. So it's been hours. Mm-hmm. Um, is peeking out at them. Yeah. Um, Meta's like, look, say one word and we're going to call CPS. Yeah. Scott is sure Annie will be home real soon. And as if on cue, there she is walking home. (laughs) So Scott gets out of the car, rushes over and introduces himself as Colonel Telford, a good friend of Matthew Scott's. Yeah. And immediately she's like, this is a thing that's come out of left field. That's very awkward. And I, she gets very worried. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. She probably thinks he's dead. Yeah. And look, he's fine. He's on a classified mission. But the letter was from her and it said that she needed to see him. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder what exactly she put in that letter. I have no clue. Because she didn't put that he has a baby. Nope. (laughs) Like, why did she reach out? Was she just going to tell him? Was she going to ask for money? Was she like, there's so many questions I have because of how things end up. Yeah. I have a hunch she may have, yeah. See what I mean? Because it's like, it doesn't seem like she, I, yeah, I don't know what was in the letter. Or maybe she didn't think it through to say to, like, maybe she was like, I need help raising our kid. Yeah. But didn't think he might react the way he did to her job. And then so that anger is very of the moment. And maybe had no intention of telling her. Right. Telling him. Yeah. um, Because we'll get to that later. That's true. It's like, she shouldn't have any shame in what she does for her career. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. But 
obviously there's some underlying stuff there to make. Yeah, anyway. So after dinner with uh, Ray and Sharon, Ray Mm -hmm. is explaining that she has not seen her parents. Yeah. um, Because she can't tell them anything. Yeah. And as we see later, doesn't seem like she's very close to. Yeah. And Sharon's like, look, just going and telling that their daughter's okay and misses them and loves them would probably be something at least. And now you know why they're very much paired well. Paired well and why Camille misses her so much. Mm -hmm. Because she makes her human almost. It's her heart. Yeah, because I feel like watching a lot of The Last of Us. Yeah. You know, there's she's a Bill and Frank the, well, there's the Joel and Ellie. There's the Bill and Frank. She is mm-hmm. the Joel. She is the Bill. Well, yep. She is. You need the, the thing worth fighting for. Yeah. A girl worth fighting, fighting for. for. Okay. <laughs> How appropriate. <laughs> I was about to say. I, was about I to didn't say. even. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Being nah has infused our lives in so many different ways. You don't even think of it. Yeah. Um. So as for the ugly chair, which honestly is not even that ugly. No, but I feel like they're very much like aesthetically like yes. that's not part of the aesthetics of this space. Yes. So therefore it is an ugly chair. And also ugly chair may be a term of endearment. I have an ugly table that I love, but her name is Ugly Table. Yeah. So who knows? Um, And, you know, Sharon's like, I, I totally tried to sell it. I, I don't think no, she, she tried didn't. very hard. No. no, neither of them want to get rid of but it. But at some point, there was maybe an attempt. Yeah. That chair is a very comfortable chair. Here's yes. my, my thoughts on It's wildly comfortable. It, it goes with nothing in their house. Someone has had it since college. Yeah. And it goes with absolutely nothing nope. in their house. It might have a little bit of a smell to it mm-hmm. at this point, mm-hmm. but you're kind of comfortable in the smell even because it's so goddamn comfortable to sit in that yeah. you're like, doesn't matter. But it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't match. It doesn't play well with any of the yeah. other furniture anyway. Or at some point they had like a cat that that was like the cat just loved that. Chair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and as they cuddle up on the couch. Or a Ray, puppo. Yep. Or a puppo. As I watch the puppo in our ugly chair. Ray admits that food and wine taste differently than someone else's That's body. That's gotta suck. And we realize the drawing that she was making earlier is actually a recreation of a photo that's on her wall. Yep. And that's the beach they were going to retire on. Mm. And Ray realizes that she forgot the rowboat. Oh, yeah. And, like, that realization is what breaks her. That's the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. And I, the way I look at it is it was the fact she sees this. She saw this photo every day mm-hmm. for years. Yep. And she wasn't able to remember it yeah. entirely. It, it's the same grief as when you lose a loved one where yeah. you worry that you'll forget them. Yep. She's she's worried she's starting to forget already yeah. this life that obviously, I mean, later we find out they've been married for like 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <sighs> yeah. I would start to feel like shit, too. Um, and, and Sharon just hugs her even tighter. Mm-hmm. So TJ has Rush in her sights yet, and good luck with that. Yeah, TJ. Don't. I feel like... 
Just I wouldn't even try. Yeah. I wouldn't even try. And if Young was like, have you talked to Rush? I would just roll my eyes you at him and be like, Rush. yeah, you talk to Rush, dude. Fuck he off. He has no time. He's not interested. He's fine. He has no problems. He doesn't even slow down and walking and brushes her off. And like, yeah. that's about as well as you thought that it would go. Yeah. I would be like, Rush, I'm supposed to be doing these things. Yeah. Just give me words to check off this list. Exactly. Can you do the it 30 seconds? Go. It sounds like I've talked to Rush and yeah. check it off. Yeah. <laughs> so Annie invites Scott slash Telford inside where the kid is really shy and she's says it's weird because he actually loves military. I um, wonder how much she's told him about his dad. I have a hunch. Not much. Yeah. Um, maybe that he was in the military and that's about it. And that yeah. might be why he likes the military. Yeah, that's why I was like, that's why it made me curious. Like, this is a kid who thinks Captain America is his dad type thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the kid had Captain Crunch for dinner, which definitely is probably why he should go brush his teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and check for cuts on the roof of your mouth while you're And there. <laughs> that's when we learn the kid's name is Matthew. Oh, little Maddie. And Scott has a moment of existential crisis. <laughs> I've met like you're in another person's body yep. learning about the kid that you never knew you had who uh-huh. is named after you. Yeah. Insert the gif of the guy going, whoa. Yeah. yeah. And yes, this is definitely his kid. Yeah. Um, the pregnancy when they were teenagers, she kept it and didn't tell Scott because he was dealing with so much already and she didn't want to burden him more. And both sides have this really sharp tone. Yeah. Because he's like, he's when he comes back going, why didn't you tell him was too sharp for a random stranger. Yeah. Like at some point, like I know there's no way for Annie to know, but I feel like at some point she's got to know. Well, I it's think so fucking specific. For, yeah, for me, her tone is like, "Who the fuck are you coming into this That's house?" That's fair. Yeah, and like giving me shit. Yeah, what do you know, you piece of shit? Yeah, yeah. random stranger. Also, Scott may need one of those glasses of wine. You're pouring. Uh huh. So everyone is working in the control room, and Rush find something. Hmm. Hmm. It's fine. So here's uh, one of the heavier conversations of the episode. TJ's talking with Greer. Yeah. And fuck. it's clear that he thinks it's entirely a joke. And he's like, look, I have a certain set of skills. If there's a bad guy, you give me a gun. I'm not going to sleep about it. Does your ass need saving? I'll either save it or I'm going to die trying. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't ask to be this person. Yeah. But it is. And do you want to hear about, like, my childhood and how my dad beat me and fucked me all up? Or, like, do you really think that you can understand me or where I come Or from? can you just appreciate what I've become? Yeah. And she's like, no, nah, I just want to talk. Yeah. Like, just. Yeah. Damn. And Greer is like, I really, what I need mm-hmm. is for people to shut up and be happy that a person like me is here to do the shit that they don't want to do. Yeah. That's one way to go about it, dude, but it's fuck. A little, little chip on your shoulder. Just a, just a little tiny, just a little, just a little tiny giant little fucking potato chip and mountain. I like that she's like, well, since you brought it up, your dad fought in Desert Storm, didn't he? And he's like, up and walks away. I said, no talking about my dad, bye. <laughs> 
and exits the conversation. Yeah. Very clear. You know what? He's good with boundaries. That is one thing we absolutely know about Greer. Yeah. He has boundaries and they are very strong. All day boundaries. All day. My boundaries forever. Um, but, but yeah, Greer definitely. Greer has, has decided to take the woe is me approach and sort of like spin that resentment back out onto the world. Like you have made me this, this is your fault. You all create this world created what I am and you can't appreciate it. Yeah. Versus just accept it and let this be. Yeah. Versus trying to take any ownership of the possibility of like, maybe I don't have to be this, or maybe I'm choosing to be this. And maybe I'm not ready to see that I could be worth more than this. Yeah. He's, but he's also, I think, a little bit of, this is not the time, he sees it as not, this is not the location, this is not the environment for, like, me to have these deep, deep introspective moments. Like, yeah. you're in a shit place and you need someone like me, so I'm here. It, I have the tools, I've built the tools to get through something like this, yeah. and if you and I talk, you're going to take apart my tools. Yeah. I'm going to fall apart and I will no longer be the the thing that can help us survive this. Yeah, exactly. These are my survival tools. Fuck you. Leave them alone. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, we need these tools here. Yep. <laughs> so we're going to leave them be. Yep. Um, and it pours herself yet another glass of wine and explains that her mom used to babysit. Yeah. And But she died last summer and left in this house. And the new job pays great. I know that I know that her mom died and it's really terrible, but all I can think of, God, imagine being left the house. I know. Sorry. Sorry, it's terrible. Um, the hours are insane, but it pays well, so really soon she's gonna be able to hire a sitter. Mm -hmm. And she takes a real long drink as he asks what she does for a job. I feel like her outfit sort of tells you. She's a dancer uh-huh. and tries real hard to be confident in what she does. Whereas I'm like, just own it. Well, the thing is, it doesn't sound like this was, she came here by choice. I can think yes. she came here from a desperate place, but now she's like, fuck, this isn't, this could be worse. That's that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, I don't think she, she did not set out to become a dancer. Yeah. And an erotic dancer. Yeah. She, it, she may have fallen into it but at the same time i'm like i'm someone who's like it's as legitimate as ballet yeah no and the thing is it it absolutely is i think it's just she didn't come here already there yes she's still working on getting which is why that's that's what i'm saying it's like i'm I'm like i wish i could push her to just be like yeah you you may have not chose to be here but you're a dancer and you're making as you admitted decent money and so this is a way that you can give your kid a better life. Yep. Go with it. You're doing what you can for your fucking kid. Yeah. That's all you can. Yeah. As long as you are in a venue that keeps you safe. Fucking yeah. It. You're not hurting yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck everyone's opinion. It's, you know, like many things, it's probably the one of the oldest forms of dance. Yeah. <laughs> um, Scott remembers something about how she was going to college. She wanted to go to college to be a lawyer. And Annie almost rolls her eyes. It's like youth fantasies. You know? Yeah. 
I also wanted to be a firefighter. Like, yeah, come it on. sounds like her self-esteem has taken a huge hit. Oh, yeah. And the part of her that believes she could do something like become a lawyer is like very quiet in the back. It's of, Yeah. Um, and Meito knocks on the door and it's like, they have to go back. And Scott's like, can I get your cell phone for a second? Mm-hmm. He goes outside to make a call. Ray's time is also up. She does not want to leave. But Sharon knows that she is going to find the strength to do what she has to do to get back to the ship, to work with people, to motivate them to find this a way This is a home. beautiful pep talk from yes. a person who truly knows who they're talking to. Yes. Because she's not like, you're going to go out there, you're going to survive. You're No, she's like, you're going to do the thing that you do best. Yeah. As good as you know how to do it. Exactly. And that's how you will get home. That's how you'll get home. And and reassures her that, like, I'm going to be here. Yep. However long it takes for you to get home, I'm going to be here because I promised that 12 years ago. Yeah. Uh, I do promise ugly chair will be gone. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that will be gone when you get back is this chair. Yeah. And it takes a lot of strength, but finally she does turn and leave. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um, Annie, meanwhile, finishes another glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Scott comes back in. Uh, so, and, question. Yeah, yeah. When the body swap back, are you still drunk? Is the person coming? We had this discussion before. With Chloe, right? Yeah, I think Why the person's so drunk. I think the person's drunk. You're not. Because regardless of it passed through the bloodstream it's in into the body. your brain, yeah. it's in the body. Yeah, I think you're right. Imagine coming back to your body and you're suddenly drunk. <laughs> you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, there I go. Um... Scott comes back in saying that he just talked to himself mm-hmm. and that he's not angry, just needs time to process. Yeah. Um, but he, where he's working, he doesn't need money. Yeah. Roads. Where we are going, we, we don't, don't need, need roads. roads. So he's going to have his paycheck direct deposited into our bank account. And she's like, I'm sorry, what? And then he keeps talking. And then he keeps talking. That way you can quit dancing and go back to college to continue Mm. your dreams. And she's like, whoa. Hey, if you want to help, that's cool. But that gives you no right to have any fucking say in my life. Yeah, you don't make these choices, man. I was never going to be a lawyer, dude. Yeah. And maybe her dream did change. Yes. Maybe she doesn't want to be a lawyer just because fucking I think I wanted to be a lawyer for like a solid three years in high school. I never wanted to be a lawyer. And I can't imagine now I'd be like, fuck all that noise. Yeah. I genuinely I was going to be <laughs> it was going to be a lawyer. I remember I participated in mock trials. I really enjoyed them. A lot of those. Kind of, and then it's like, why would I? Yeah. No, I never suddenly I was like, no, lawyer. I wanted to do special effects. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Makes um, sense. Again, Scott has to continue. But did you even try? <clears throat> Dude. She's like, you know what? We're done this conversation. Yep. I have things under control. You don't have to worry about you them. You gotta go. I'll need your fucking money. Bye. Yeah. You gotta get the fuck out of here. Oh. Yeah. So close. So Ray does take some time to see her parents. Mm-hmm. Um, she has to keep her emotions under control to refer to herself in the third person. Yeah, God. They have a pretty short conversation. It stays on the porch and she's back to the car. Yeah, we don't even actually witness the whole. I wonder how close they are considering she it did not. She didn't even entertain the idea of seeing them at any point. It sounds like I I know this relationship. 
I've had this relationship with my parents. Yeah. You love them. They love you. They yeah. support you. And you keep them at a distance. Yeah. For reasons unknown to me. I don't know her reasons. I had my own reasons. Mm-hmm. But it's shit that you work, got to work through. Yeah. Camille. Well, but it's also, it's like, I am, she's like, I have a lot. I don't have the brain space to work through this right now. Oh, no. <laughs> it's shit that you got to work through eventually. Yeah. Right now, just fucking survive. Just tell them that their daughter's alive. Yeah. Good enough. Yeah. And that's where her partner is very much a compliment to her. She's like, hey, I know you're not ready for more. Yeah. But you got to let them know that you're alive. Yeah. So Rush briefs Young and Eli what he's found. Mm-hmm. So he's found a link. So when Destiny left, there were these seed ships that went on in front of Destiny and put the Stargates on all the planets. Yep. And he has discovered a link between the ship and those the Destiny and those ships and now suddenly has this database full of thousands of planets. Mm-hmm. And they've only scratched the surface, but they ran across one very early that piqued his interest. And it's a planet... With almost the same mineral composition as the Icarus planet, and it's only one year away. Mm. But quickly, Rush has a tell that no one else picks up on the ship, and it's not mentioned. Oh. They are just so excited that they don't pick up that Rush points out. So the part that made Icarus important, and what this planet apparently shares with it, is there's naturally... Well, the Icarus planet was rifle with Nequadria. Yes. And he's like, oh, well, this planet, it's naturally occurring Nequadria throughout the planet's crust. There's the problem. Nequadria is not naturally occurring. That's right. You have to convert it from Nequadria. So you can convert an entire planet's Nequadria into Nequadria, but it doesn't just happen. happen. Yeah. So people are so distracted by this chance to get home in a year that either they forget that it's not naturally occurring or they're just like choosing to They just don't it. know. I think the minute Rush starts talking science, yeah. people don't question him. Because, and I think he relies on that. Because you have, bro, you have these other people who should know the difference between Nakwood and Aquadria. Yeah, and because I feel like, but it's to this point where Rush is so prickly, but yeah. always fucking right, to where Brody's like, isn't Nakwadria? Maybe there is some naturally occurring. Or what if he's like, I bet he means Nakwada, but he's in the middle of a yeah. thing, so I'm just not going to say something. You know what I mean? It's yeah. one of those moments. Yeah. Um, and, you know, look, there's other issues that they have to get past. They have to figure out how to steer the ship, how to connect the gate to it. They still, for all of this, they still need the master code. Mm-hmm. Young, Young's like, cool, well, you have a year, so you better I get to I guess you work. better get to cracking, man. And he doesn't take the bait that Rush yep. laid out so carefully. Yep. And so Rush pushes Young's the button. Young's not a big dummy. Well, we could use the chair. He's like, no, I fucking told you. This shit's off limits. You're not using the chair. I'm not that dumb. Yeah. Crack the code. Yeah, you're smart. (laughs) Yep. Uh, We see both Ray and Scott have come back to the ship and both not quite as happy. Pretty pissy. As they were when they left. Yeah, they're both pretty pissy. Definitely. Sure. Totally does good to send people home. Um, Also, you can't. We do this. You can't keep secrets on this ship. No. You plan it as hot gossip. Yeah. 
And Rush's works on fixing his glasses finally. I don't know why he didn't do this episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but first they have to do what is necessary, he tells Greer. Mm. You know that moment that Again, the subterfuge. Yeah. Rush had his goals locked in the moment Greer said that. Fuck, yeah. Because Greer's off is still valid. If it means getting off this ship, everyone here is in. Yeah. Spencer, though, Spencer can't wait a year. They get up in that chair, Spencer. And he walks and he walks out and Greer's like, you need to chill out because a year is better than forever. And Spencer yep. doesn't hear him. Yeah. He can't hear anything but the sound of his own screaming in his brain. <laughs> Volker is talking to TJ and it's like, look, we're going to crack the code. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they can't, he knows Young will allow them access to the chair because how can you not? This is our ticket home. Yeah. TJ's like, look, everyone's excited. We know this. He's like, it's real perfect timing because Volker doesn't know about TJ, but he's getting to the end of his rope. Yeah. Yeah. He, and you can see it on his face. Yeah. He, like the the subtle eye twitch yeah. was fucking perfect. <laughs> You're like, oh, this yeah. man's not okay. This, this man needs an outlet. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, uh, th- th- hey, Park, we got somebody yeah. for you. <laughs> Or just someone, I'm sure you can make a punching bag out of something that's on this show. Oh, I just, I feel like a good fuck would do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but yeah, you, sure. Let's just say, like, not everyone has access to a park. Yes, fair. So, you know, I have learned, because I'm working, um, I'm almost done with my first leather project. Yeah. I have learned that leather tooling uh-huh. is a very effective way when you're frustrated because you just hit something with a hammer. Oh, there you go. Real good. Yeah. That's what video games are for me. Yeah. There are often parts in the game where it's like, you can stealth this. It's like, I don't want to. <laughs> I want to beat heads in. Okay, I know, bye. I know that feel. Yeah. Everyone's, you'll eat. Whenever I'm in playing Valhalla every once in a while, I'm like, I'm going to go raid a village. Yeah. Right. I'll be playing and just, he's like, you just clawed that man's face with a climbing pick. I and I was like, yes. See your problem with that. Yes, I did. It felt good. So Scott has these flashes while he's sleeping of Emily and red wine. Oh, and yeah. And laughing. Uh-huh. And he does recognize the woman because of a photo he saw in Young's office and knows that it's Young's wife. And he's going to, he's, he's looks, he goes to talk to him because he's like, I put two and two together. I love that. So here's what I love. Yeah. Most people wouldn't fucking tell this to anybody. Like you see a weird fucking dream. That's a fucking weird dream. I'm going to keep that to myself. But we've learned, we've learned that Scott is a confessional boy. Yes. Who confesses to people. Yes. Usually people that he sees as his elder that he looks up to. Yes. It is. He is built to confess <laughs> things to people. Yes. Whereas I feel like you and I'd be like, that's a fucked up dream. I'm going to shove that each down. Other yeah, that's yeah. About it. Can I tell, he might tell Greer, like, I had this real fucked up dream. <laughs> and that's it. And so Scott knows he swapped with Telford. Uh huh. And Young fiddles with his wedding ring. And Scott tries to backtrack, you guys. Look, look, it doesn't, that doesn't mean it was an actual memory. Like, maybe it was just a dream. And just because they were together having drinks in a romantic setting doesn't mean that they definitely... You don't believe that, Young. (laughs) You don't believe it. Young isn't hearing him anymore. Yeah. Scott might as well just be talking to a wall. Yeah. 
Um, Young is just, his mind's looping. Yep. So TJ finds Ray in the hallway and they're walking and talking. And Ray's in a much better mood than she was when she turned to the ship, mostly Mm -hmm. because of the word of the new planet and the thought of getting home. Mm -hmm. And TJ explains the whole psych evaluation thing. And Ray's like, that's a really great idea. Yeah. I wish I had thought of it. Mm. Even though I'm pretty sure she suggested it when they first got onto the ship. Yep. And and TJ's like, it's your turn. And she's like, ooh, yeah. That's going to um, be a big note from me. Not free today. How about the day before never? Yeah. Later. <laughs> later. Just yeah. later. March 31st? February <laughs> <laughs> 30th. So Franklin and Spencer are walking down separate hallways. But accidentally run into each other when they reach the same corner. And instead of just both saying sorry and moving on, Spencer loses it. Yep. Franklin's like, I'm sorry, as a normal human would say. And mm-hmm. Spencer doesn't want to hear it. Starts shoving at him and yelling real unstable things at him. And thankfully, Young is right there as he shoves his ass up against the wall. And Spencer's like, what I do? I'm surprised that Franklin responds as calmly as he does. Because... <sighs> Even if you're not the military aggro dude, yeah. at that point, I'd be like, oh, we're fighting. I finally get to kick this out on someone. Well, yeah. I'd fight back. Franklin clearly is on Razor's edge himself. That's what I mean. Like, I'd be like, even if I didn't land one, I would wildly be like, yeah, fuck it. We're throwing punches. I think he, I think if it was anyone else, I think he's just has enough self-preservation Fair. skills that know Fair. that Spencer would not stop. Yeah. And would turn him into meat paste. That's fair. Um, but Young's there. He's like, I don't know what your problem is, but you either get it together fast or I'm like locking you up for good because I'm not putting up with this shit anymore. To the chair. To the chair. Uh, Spencer just starts just staring at Franklin like he's going to eat him later. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Young shoves him away, telling him to go for a walk. And Spencer just keeps looking back as he's walking. Yeah. Calm your shit, bro. That, he's not going to calm. No. He's out of drugs. Yeah. We still don't know what the fuck his drugs were, right? Nope. Yeah. So Scott just revealed to Chloe that he had a son, and she also needs time to process. Yeah, God, it just shows how young they are to me. The the things that she asks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're in their early twenties. Uh huh. And she's like, "What about his mom? Is she prettier than me?" It's basically what she <laughs> <Yeah>. asks. <laughs> it's basically what she asks. He, he's still processing the fact that he has an eight year old named after him. Uh huh. And he's less. Angry that he exists and more angry that he didn't know and wasn't able to be there for him. And he can't be there for him. And she's like, but hey, in a year you'll be able to take him to soccer practice in Little League. Mm. And yeah, then it's like, but is her mom prettier than me? Yeah. Do you like her more? Are you going (laughs) to dump me for Yeah, are you going to dump me for her mom? Even though you and I are stuck on a ship and probably are going to die soon. This is really important right now. Yep. How can I make this about me? Yeah. And I don't even know that she knows she's oh, doing she that. She has no idea she's doing she's it. She's just like, ah, me. Yeah. The me part of me is needing to know the me. Well, I think it's one of those where we saw, was it last episode? We've seen that Chloe has made growth from the person she was as a teenager. Oh, sure. Yeah. But like... Just because you've made progress down the road doesn't mean that you all of you has made progress. She's still in her early 20s. She's still in her early 20s. And she still has... There's a lot of insecurities. I don't 
want to remember what my thought processes were like in my early 20s. Oh, God, I was worse than this. <laughs> oh, okay. So Eli is still working, mm-hmm. but he found a screen, and let's just say a screen full of red text is never good. No. No. Telford gets out of his car, heading towards Emily's house, and Young, in not Young's body, is just sitting across the street watching this. Yep. And so he goes up, sees him through a window, and just walks into the house. Yep. Telling Telford to stay the fuck away from his wife, from some poor airman's body. And he's like, airman? And it's like, dude, you know this isn't a, You know a random airman is never walking into the house. You should have caught this. <laughs> young, young starts accusing him of pretending to be young to sleep with her. And it's a big mess from all parties. Yeah. Because Emily's like, look, he never pretended to be you. Yeah. Also, we haven't slept together yet. But thanks mm. for assuming that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a friend and he's helping me cope with this. Penis. With his penis. Uh, Young doesn't believe mm-hmm. any of this. Uh, and Young takes the real low blow and goes, not all men are like you. I know you're still sleeping with her. Fuck. And he's like, really? Did fucking Telford tell you that? Because yeah. we know that's a lie. Yep. Because clearly they're not fucking. No. I almost wish they would at yeah, this point. Their, I wish their they tension would. levels would be lower. I wish they would. They'd be, they'd have clearer heads. What do they have to lose at this point? Literally. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So meanwhile, Telford is not responding to any of this and just making a phone call. Yeah. Telling him to turn the stones off and cut the connection. And just as Young starts to run to try to tackle Telford, suddenly Young is back on Destiny. God damn it. That poor airman Mm -hmm. did not ask to be put in the middle of that. No. He's like, oh, why does my body hurt? Why am I here? Um, the guy running the stones on Destiny is like, I don't know what happened. The connection must have been severed. And Young just stirs out of the room knowing exactly must what happened. Must have been, yeah. That's the exact moment that Scott and Eli tried talking to him. And like, not the best moment. Look, I know that sometimes things aren't the best moment for someone in charge. Yeah. I've experienced this yesterday, two days ago. But this shit's important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say, give me 10. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because nothing, while it's very important, there's nothing that 10 minutes is not going to change. Yeah. To let him go yeah. calm the fuck down for a second. Hang on, I got to poop. Yeah. Anything. Just, um, it's important. Eli checked the planetary database and this cannot wait. The summary of which is that Rush lied. Mm-hmm. And that brings Young right back. Mid, mid step, he stops and turns around. Also, this just when Ray is coming around the corner to hear this. Mm-hmm. Rush lied. The Icarus planet doesn't exist, and he planted fake data. Eesh. Ray is shocked, mm-hmm. and Young turns just in time to see Ray has heard all of this as well. Yep. So he goes to talk to Rush himself, who doesn't pretend to make an excuse he's just like look i was giving people hope what a fucking terrible lie (laughs) nobody believes you give any shit about morale no he goes young's like yeah you're giving them false hope and i like that he doesn't deny he did it no but he still has to lie he's like look we tried dialing earth me first got here and i told you that was fucking stupid 
that's an, you said you did that to boost morale. So how is this any different? He goes, it's a lie. Because you didn't actually do this to boost morale. You did this to get into the chair. Yeah. Dude, come on. And since Ray overheard, safe to assume everyone on the ship knows. Yep. And I'm like, give Ray a little more credit to keep a secret. Yeah, but I don't think she wants to. No, she doesn't yeah, want that's to. That's what it is. Yeah. And Rush is, uh, you know, Young calls it out, that Rush is more angry that he lost the chance to maximize productivity and uh-huh. crack the code. And he's like, look, there could have been a fucking Icarus planet out there, but there's too much information. Yep. And I could search better if I could use the chair. And he's like, fucking again with the chair. And he goes, look, this could be our salvation. Yeah. Sounds like, or it could kill someone. Mm-hmm. And, yet, and Rush goes, look, it's a sacrifice of a single life to save everyone else. And goes, you know what? You know what? I'm not going to stop you anymore. If you want to sit in the chair, you sit in the chair, but you have to sit in the chair. Yep. Thank God. That would have been my from the beginning. You sit in the chair. And of course Rush is going to do it because he's not going to risk himself. Yeah. You just, you nip that right in the bud by something like, go for it, Rush. Yep. You are the one person who can sit in the chair. You are the one. And you make it clear to everybody. If you really want to play the politics game, you guys are going to be better at this. <laughs> Rush is the only one who could handle the knowledge, who could understand it, hold it long enough to make a difference. So when Rush is ready, we can all go home when he sits in the chair. Let's be fucking honest. No one on the ship is good at politics. That's, Yeah. <laughs> But that's the line. Yeah. That's the line. line because then everybody's like, fuck, Rush, just sit in the chair. Yeah. In the most cringe, awkward conversation of this episode, <laughs> Eli walks by the shuttle and sees Scott inside. I love, like, the complete lack of ability to read, like, I don't want to talk to anybody right now. Ness. I will be honest, sometimes I struggle with that now in my late 30s. <laughs> okay. So I guarantee you when I was Eli's age, I would not have yeah. been able to read those signs. Yeah. Um, Scott's clearly here because he doesn't want to talk to anyone. But mm. here Eli is. Talking. Eli, Eli just figures that Scott is here trying to avoid TJ the same way that he is. I mean, once you start opening up, you start saying all sorts of personal things that you shouldn't. And then you have to live with all these people here. And just people are going to look at you yeah. and be awkward because everyone's going to know all of your deep shit. Oh, Chloe told me that you have a kid. And Scott's like, what the fuck, Chloe? Yeah, first of all, shut the fuck up. What the fuck, Chloe? Eli still hasn't processed that that might be why he doesn't want to talk. Yep, and he's like, hey, also never call the kid Minnie Matt. (laughs) You little Eminem. As someone who has a younger brother named Matt. Mm-hmm. Don't ever call him Mini Matt. Mini Matt. Just don't. I'm calling Matt Mini Matt now. <sighs> if your if your brother has a kid, I'm calling it Mini Matt. I don't care what its name is. <laughs> I'm gonna call him Eminem for reasons. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. This is an example, Eli, of how you say shit before you think about it. Yep. Scott's like, no, it's fine. Just, it's fine. Just please stop. Hmm. And he does it. He's like, look, clearly you're bummed because you just found out you have a son and he's never going to actually meet you. And that sucks. No Bro. one Scott's just silently going, please go away. Please go away. You've got to not, dude. Please go away. Yeah. And he, he, Eli finally realizes how deep into his foot he just, he, deep into his mouth he stuck his foot. Yep. And is going to leave now. 
<laughs> just give a Homer Simpson his way into the bushes. Yep, yep, that's how. Uh, and obviously, um, Scott doesn't leave the shuttle until the end of the episode. Uh, Ray just breaks down in tears in the shower. And it yeah. doesn't even get you wet. Yeah, God, that sucks because the whole point of crying in the shower is you don't have to feel yeah. your tears. Yep. You're like, it's just shower water. Yeah. It's just shower water. And the shittiest part is that it's snow water. There's no water. Yeah. Anyway. TJ finds Young in an empty cafeteria. She's talked to 14 people, has eight more scheduled, and everyone else is avoiding her. Um, and Young just had a bad day. Like, there's been a lot of those lately. Uh-huh. Um, but she also knows this man to know that there's something more going on. Mm-hmm. And he's like, is this my psyche, Val? Yeah. Like, it could be. You know, you made the rules. Yeah. And after a while, I think mostly because it's TJ, he's just like, nope, I'm just going to leave it with had a bad day and then leaves. Yeah, God. This part is the, like... The one person he could open up to on this ship. I really wanted this to be the moment where it's finally like, all of this sucks. Yeah. What are you and I doing? Yeah. Why are we even fucking... Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Why aren't we fucking? Can we just do something to bring comfort to our yeah. lives? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Reach out and touch <laughs> somebody's hand. There's just no reason. No. There's just no reason. You're fuck all of this. Why are you so hellbent on fixing things with your wife? There's clearly a broken let go what you need to let go of. Yeah. And embrace this new thing. Honestly, honestly, even yeah. if you make it back home, what's the lifespan of your marriage? It's not long. Do you know, like, yeah, why waste the time? She and obviously one party has checked out already. Yeah. So at the Pentagon, it's Toad's Volker who came through the stones. It's hundred percent Volker. Yes, it's me, Volker. It's absolutely Volker. Science, who science, science. Goes up to Telford <laughs> outside a car and starts beating the shit out of it. I fucking love this. So we find out that yeah, that was young. Um, and then Floggy Molly kicks in again. Mm-hmm. Eli has joined Chloe for yoga. <laughs> Honestly, this is probably a great place to start for Eli. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Get your balance in check. Get yeah. your core in check. Yeah. And then go from there, buddy. Ray adds the boat to her drawing. Yep. Uh, Park is now fucking Greer. Good for her. I mean, good for both good of them. For good for them. everybody who's fucking. Uh, Young is still watching Rush via Kino mm-hmm. as Brody storms out. Franklin sees his first seedling. Oh. I mean, can you imagine what like, hope that brings him? God. It's like the little Wally plant. I know. Oh. Uh, and then we just zoom in on Spencer's dumb face. Yeah. And Scott is feeling a lot of emotions as he sits in the shuttle. And Destiny just continues her path through space. Prediction slash what I want to happen. Yes. Throw what's his face in the chair. Okay. I just lost his name. Spencer. Spencer. Yep. Throw Spencer in the chair. Get all the knowledge. Spencer dies. Oh well, died a hero. We still don't make it home. Next up. Mm-hmm. Justice. Justice. That's what it means. It means that Spencer's gonna get his well deserved justice. Yeah. Because I hate him. Okay. <laughs> 
I have nothing kind to say about him. Who do you hate more, Spencer or Kavanaugh? Oh! (laughs) (coughs) Shit. Yeah. This is like a reverse Sophie's Choice. Yeah. Oh, that is a good one. I don't know. Well, right now, Spencer, because he's so present. Because he's fresher in your brain. But yeah. We'll leave that. Just we'll leave that existential question for you. Spencer versus Kavanaugh. Yeah. Um, I hope it's a double knockout is what I want that <laughs> fight to be. Um, okay. So let's do this. Let's go get some justice. Yes. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, find us on Twitter at Terra Podcast. Find us at Facebook, There's No Place Like Terra. Email us at There's No Place Like Terra at gmail.com. Rate us, like us, review us, re- patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Terra. Rate us, like us, review us, wherever you get your podcast. We love you. Okay, bye. I'm going to go cuddle with this puppy who's dreaming.